This is the testimony of Lorenzo Dow Hickey. Hickey was the last remaining apostle under James J. Strang in the Strangite Church. And he later joined the reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because he had known from a revelation that James had received that Joseph Smith III would one day lead the church and that Joseph himself was ordained to lead the church not only by his father at one point but also by Strang in an ordination that would have a future fulfillment. However, because of the controversies of polygamy, James Strang was not regarded as a leader of the church from whom Joseph III could take authority because of his affiliation with polygamy. The Temple Lot case was a battle over the property of the temple in Independence, Missouri. Uh, the temple that the land that the temple would be built on. And therefore, there was a battle between the uh, Church of Christ Temple Lot, who owned the land, and the reorganized Church of Jesus Christ. And the Utah Church got involved to help the Temple Lot Church to keep the hands away from the reorganized church. And so one of the central issues pivoted on who is the true ownership of the church, or who is the true church, the true successor to Joseph Smith, and therefore uh, will should own the land that the temple is to be built on. Consequently, also they brought in the concept of polygamy since the Utah Church, Brigham Young, had been practicing polygamy for several years. And at that time, the courts heard all of the evidence on whether or not Joseph Smith himself ever taught or practiced polygamy. And they also heard all of the evidence on church successorship. And in order to render a wise and fair judgment on who should own the land that the temple would be built on in Independence, Missouri, they gave the, the court gave a legal opinion on, also on the topic of successorship in the church, who the current church, true church was, and on whether or not Joseph ever taught or practiced polygamy. After all the evidence that they heard and everything that Brigham Young could muster together, the, the court pronounced all of it hearsay. They, uh, the official court ruling was that the accusation of some individuals that Joseph practiced polygamy in secret and taught polygamy in secret, they found it to be unconvincing the court found it to be hearsay and could not declare it to be true. Furthermore, the court declared that the true, uh, that the current church, 
that was the successor to Joseph Smith's church was the reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Did not They did not conclude that it was the Church of Christ Temple Lot, nor did they conclude that it was the Brighamite Utah Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, we have at least one official court ruling on the matter. Now, this temple dispute also brings to mind the Kirtland Temple dispute. This was a case of, uh, of those who held the possession of the temple in Kirtland that was the property of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, of which you had two factions of, of groups claiming to be that very church. One led by James J. Strang, and another led by Brigham Young. Brigham Young as a president of the Quorum of Twelve Apostles, who at that time was declaring that there would be no more president of the church, that the apostles would lead the church in the absence of the prophet and president of the church, in the same way that Peter and the apostles led the church after the death of Christ. This is a tenuous uh, connection because the record is so sparse and it actually looks as though Peter and the apostles did not lead the entire church in that fashion after the death of Christ. But so most of Christianity believed and so Brigham Young believed and this was his assertion at the time. And he made that claim and he made it for three years till 1847 when he realized the error. And the, the temple uh, dispute in Kirtland was one of those factors that led to him making that conclusion because Joseph Smith had put the title uh, to the property in the, in the church's name and placed it in his own name as trustee in trust, uh, as president of the Church of Jesus Christ, and to his successors in the presidency. Therefore, when, when James J. Strang went to Kirtland, he, began, he preached and gave them his claims that he was the successor and the prophet of the church, and the saints in Kirtland believed him, and therefore Strang became, came into ownership, uh, came into control of the Kirtland Temple. Brigham Young wanted to dispute this because he was the president of the apostles in Nauvoo, but he also wanted possession of church property, and he wanted to claim that he was the true that he was the true church, that it went with him, and therefore he filed a lawsuit in Kirtland, Ohio, to gain ownership of the Kirtland Temple against James Strang. James Strang wrote a, his legal response and filed it, uh, to which jo, uh, Brigham received a copy. And in it, he laid out his claims to be the president of the church. And those claims, Brigham Young could not fight out in court. As a matter of fact, Brigham Young, uh, he debated with Sidney Rigdon, and he debated with other people 
and his followers debated with many people. They would do debates, but they refused to debate with Strang. James Strang was a wonderful debater, and he typically won any debate he engaged in. And he was such a good debater, and his evidence of succession was so solid that even when Brigham Young did send one of his people to, to Vorey, Wisconsin, to debate with Strang in, on his own turf and hopefully steal away some members from Strang's church back to Nauvoo, the emissary was so bested by James Strang that he converted on the spot. He defected from Brigham Young and joined with Strang. And this frightened Brigham Young. And so he wished to avoid de- meeting James Strang in debate. But one thing about a court case is that it is a highly formalized debate that leaves a court record for all to see. And it has a binding arbiter in the form of the judge. Therefore, to pursue this case against James Strang in order to win the property in Kirtland, Brigham Young would be forced to debate with James Strang in open court, and the results of that debate would be on record for all to see and would be a painful sting against his own claims to lead the church. Furthermore, he knew that the property must go to a president, and James J. Strang showed that he was the president of the church, appointed to be so by a letter which Joseph Smith had mailed to him, designating him as one like unto the shepherd and stone of Israel, a title for Joseph Smith. And also by divine angelic appointment and by revelation. Brigham Young had none of these things. And he was not claiming to be the president of the church. He was claiming to be the president of the Twelve Apostles Quorum. And therefore, he did not have a legal leg to stand on to claim to be the leader of the true church of Joseph Smith. And he could not win his case. Therefore, he withdrew his case and allowed his opponent, James, to maintain possession of the Kirtland Temple, something he would not do if he thought he had a chance of succeeding. This makes the Temple Lot case in Independence, Missouri, the second go-round of testing these matters of succession out in a court of law. Only because of Brigham Young's withdrawal of his claims and his avoidance of presenting them in open testimony above the court, to the court. <clears throat> Did he avoid having to do so? So in this Temple Lot case, we have the testimony of Lorenzo Dow Hickey. Dow Hickey was the last apostle under James J. Strang, and he had joined the reorganized church 
because he believed that Joseph Smith III was the best prophet that they had, and he wanted to, to be led by a prophet. He didn't see that, that Joseph Smith III was on the same level uh, as a prophet uh, as his father, Joseph Smith, or as James Strang, but that was something that could change and that he hoped would change. But he would not give up his testimony in James J. Strang, even after joining the church and convincing a lot of other people to do so. And so he continued to preach about James Strang, and because he would not be silenced, he was disfellowshipped from the church. But he appeared to testify about the topic of polygamy. And this is his testimony in a court of law. This is found in the Temple Lot case obtained from Price Publishing Company on page 407. And it reads as follows. L.D. Hickey of lawful age being produced, sworn, and examined on the part of the defendants testified as follows. I am 78 years old. I reside in Branch County, Michigan, at the city of Goldwater. Coldwater. I have lived there 24 years. Before going to Coldwater, I lived in Wisconsin, in La Crosse County, and in Jackson County. I lived in Wisconsin from 1856 to 67. I went from Wisconsin to Beaver Island. At the north end of Lake Michigan, I think I went to Beaver Island either in 1848 or 1849. Before going to Beaver Island, I lived in Lapeer County, Michigan. I left Nauvoo in the spring of 45 and went to Wisconsin. I stayed there until I went to Beaver Island. Before I went to Nauvoo, I lived in the town of Troy in Oakland County, Michigan. I went there from York State and lived there until I went to Nauvoo. Before I went to Nauvoo, I had been a member of the Methodist Church. But when I went to Nauvoo, I belonged to the Mormon Church. I was baptized in the month of February 1842. I was tolerably well acquainted with the church. I understand the law of the church on the question of succession. I know what the law says on that subject. I know who the successor of Joseph Smith was in the presidency of the church. I know it upon the same principle that I know Mr. Harrison is president of the United States. I know it by criticizing the constitution of the church, which made regulations for a successor and how that successor shall be appointed and ordained, and James J. Strang filled that bill. The Constitution of the Church makes provision for a successor, just as clearly as the Constitution of the United States makes a provision for the succession in the Presidency of the United States. According to my way of looking at it, the book you now hand me, The Diamond, and it is the work of Strang published at the time he claims to be Joseph Smith's successor. I accepted Mr. Strang's claims to be the head of the church after the death of Joseph Smith in February 1846, I think. Now, with reference to us Strangite people, we generally calculate to marry for life everlasting. But if a man had lost his wife and wanted to have her, he would have both of them sealed to him. The one that was living would not be piggish and say she, he could not have the one that was dead. So he would have her sealed to him and then have both of them. 
I do not know that there is anything in the simple act of sealing so far as that goes. Strang translated the plates that he claimed were genuine and found in them the law of polygamy, and after the translation, he published it, and then he endorsed the doctrine of polygamy after he was commanded to do so. The book of the law that Strang translated makes provision for sealing, for marrying and sealing. Cross-examination. I do not know what year I was born. I can figure it out and tell you if you will give me time to do it. I was 78 years old last February. If my parents kept that record right. I cannot tell you when I was born. I do not care when I was born. I was born sure enough and that's all there is in it that interests me. That sure enough and... That would make me 28 years old when I joined the church. It was in February, I think, 1846, that I went on that glass hunting expedition that my attention was called to in my direct examination. Dr. Lyman Stoddard was with me. I was an elder in the church at that time, was ordained in 1843. I had not been a member of the church quite a year until I was ordained an elder. The man who ordained me, M. Lyrene, he was a high priest. I began to preach right away after I was ordained an elder. My preaching was all done in the state of Michigan up to 1844. I did not preach polygamy in 1843 or 44 up in Michigan or Wisconsin. No, sir, I did not because I did not have a right to do it. I was not authorized to do that. I never saw Joseph Smith. I never heard Joseph Smith, Wilford Woodruff, John Taylor, Johnny Page, Lyman White, or any of the twelve of the original church prior to the 27th day of June, 1844, teach polygamy, either publicly or privately. They were the leaders of the church, these parties I have named. I saw Woodruff, and I knew Martin Harris in Palmyra, New York. I never heard James J. Strang teach polygamy before 1844, neither publicly or privately anywhere. <clears throat> I do not know as I ever did hear him. He never taught it until after he translated the book of the law of the Lord. If he did, I did not know anything about it. It was not part of the Strangite doctrine until after the translation of the book of the law of the Lord. I was a member of the Strangite church at that time. I do not remember that they taught polygamy until the book of the law of the Lord came out. I do not think the date is given <clears throat> in the book when the translation was made. I could give the time the plates were found from which the translation was made. These plates from which the book of the law of the Lord were translated by Strang were brought from Jerusalem, taken from Laban. There were other plates that came from Jerusalem also. I know that the plates were brought from Jerusalem simply by hearsay, and I know the book of the law of the Lord was translated in the same way, from hearsay. I do not know what date it was that these plates from which the law of the Lord was translated by strength first came into his possession. I was not there, and I do not know only what I heard about it. Strang was ordained on June 27, 1844, as he claimed and I suppose that was the date he got the plates, but I do not know when he actually got them. But he had them, for I know there was a steamboat came into the harbor late in the fall of that year, too late to run to Chicago, and they left it there all winter 
in our charge, and Mr. Strang used it to translate the plates on board it. I am not sure as to the year it came up there, but it was sometime between October 1847 and 1850. <clears throat> I think it was between these two dates, but I would not say positively. Strang never published anything about polygamy until after he translated these plates. So far as I know, Mr. Strang did not know anything about polygamy before that time. Strang never believed in polygamy until that time. And when he translated the plates and found out that they taught polygamy, he threw the whole thing on the floor and said he would not go any further with it. I said in my direct examination that Strang never believed in polygamy until after he translated the plates. And he did not believe in it then until the Lord knocked it into him by main strength and awkwardness. It was in the year 1846 when I first went to Nauvoo and took Mr. Stoddard on that glass expedition to get glass for the temple at Nauvoo. That is the time I had the conversation with Stoddard about polygamy that I testified in my direct examination when we were after the glass for the temple. The first time I ever heard anything about the doctrine of polygamy was in 1846. I was out with this man Stoddard after the glass for the temple. Question. Well, you testified when the, time, when the question was asked you or volunteered the information six or seven times that it was in 1846 that you went on that expedition with Stoddard. Answer. Well, I testify now that I do not care when it was. I know I was there, and I do not care when it was. I think it was the fall or winter after Joseph Smith was shot. And it was at this time that I talked these matters over with him. We talked about polygamy, plural wives, etc. My recollection is that Joseph Smith sent him up there. I say I suppose he did. I do not know and do not care who sent him. Joseph Smith was dead long before we went up there. He was killed in June 1844. Well, I do not care a rip who sent him. I suppose he was sent by the presidency of the church or whoever had charge of the property. The church had no successor except Joseph Smith, and after him came Mr. Strang, and it has no president to this day with the same power and authority they, that they had. No, sir, there is no president in the church today in the sense that Joseph and Strang presided over the church. There has been no president after Strang by virtue of an ordination. I do not identify any president of the church by appointment of the body of the church or any other power except under certain restrictions. The president of the church is not Hickey. Not much it is not Hickey. From my standpoint and criticism, which I have made of the successorship, the highest presiding officer that was in the church that I was baptized into was young Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith, the president the present president of the reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I do not claim that Joseph Smith is president of the church by virtue of the appointment of the Lord. He is the president of the church by virtue of an ordination he got under the hands of Strang and in no other way. Now that is the way I know it to be. And you have got it right straight. The leadership of the church descended to Strang after the death of Joseph Smith. And now Joseph Smith succeeded Strang by virtue of the ordination of Strang. <clears throat> yes, sir, young Joseph Smith was ordained to the same priesthood that Hiram Smith had, but not to the priesthood that Joseph, his father, and Strang held. 
He holds a lower grade of priesthood than they held. I claim that Joseph Smith is the president of the church by virtue of an ordination that James J. Strang conferred on him. He is the acting president of the church, but does not hold all the powers that his father held. He does not hold the same grade of priesthood that his father held or that Strang held, but at the same time he is the highest in authority that I know of in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and is in the direct line of succession to the original church. Yes, sir. Strang was president of the original church, and he was so by virtue of an appointment from Joseph Smith. <clears throat> Strang died in 1856, the ninth day of July. John E. Page did not continue with him until he died. He left the church before 1856. No, sir, Reuben Miller did not continue with Strang until he died. Jason W. Briggs and Buzzard and Stephen Post all left the organization before Strang died, also Zenus H. Gurley and William Marks. My attention was called a while ago to page 34 of Exhibit 102, a resolution moved and seconded that Zenus H. Gurley be appointed to preside. I do not know whether it was Samuel H. Gurley, Zenus H. Gurley, or L. H. Gurley. I will not swear it was Samuel H. Gurley. The record does not read that way. The record reads L. H. Gurley. I understand that the writer intended to write Z.H. Gurley, but it seems to me that he did not know much about the way to make Z, or he could have made a better one than that. <clears throat> I do not know that I could say who wrote that record. I did not see anyone write it. I have seen the man who did the writing in book Exhibit 102. I was acquainted with him. I cannot say that the writing in Exhibit 102 is the writing of Mr. Hall, the clerk. It looks like it, but I still cannot be positive to, as to that. Page 34 in Exhibit 102, I should judge from the signature, uh, signatures and names, H.G. Hall is signed to it. He is probably the man who wrote it. Section 111 of Exhibit J on marriage was not the rule under Strang's administration. No, sir, we discarded that. Do you not see that? That was no revelation. There was nothing of a revelation in that. Do you see? Do you not see? There is some, nothing of a revelation in the belief of Strang unless it includes at least two women for one man. <clears throat> we want more. Of course, it depended somewhat on what kind of man it was. I was taught in practice. I was taught and practiced polygamy under Strang. It was taught freely and above board. There was nothing secret about it. Section 111 of Exhibit J was a rule of marriage until June 27, 1844. After that, it was superseded by something higher in the way of a revelation. That is not a revelation at all. It is merely a resolution passed by human authority. Yes, sir, there was a law on polygamy before 1844, which was found in the Bible. Yes, sir, I had more wives than one after 1844, but I wanted to see how the law, the land laid, but I wanted to see how the land laid before I took more than one, so to speak. I waited until I was sure it was right. Exhibit 102, page 47. From which I read this line, Zenus H. Gurley, proxy for Hiram Baxter. 
I do not mean to say that Zenas H. Gurley had more wives than one. I do not mean to say that he was married to a man. It reads that Zenas H. Gurley was proxy for Hiram Baxter. Of course, Baxter is a man. That is all there is to it. Gurley just acted as proxy and had nothing at all to do with the woman, for she was dead. And that had nothing to do with polygamy. Had nothing at all to do with polygamy. Yes, sir, I have had more wives than one at the same time. Well, I will tell you, I do not think it is necessary to tell you whether I had more than two wives at the same time, but I had all that I wanted and could have had more than I did if I had wanted them, but as it happened, I did not want them. It does not matter how I got them, whether it was by virtue of the law of the Lord as set out by Strang or not. I never believed in polygamy until after I read the law of the Lord as set forth by Mr. Strang. I did not believe in the doctrine or in the practice and practicing it under this constitution, referring to Exhibit J. But under the constitution that Strang put out, I believed it was right, all right. I know that I changed my views on the question of monogamy and polygamy and under Strang's administration endorsed polygamy and practiced it also and taught it, never preached it, but once that I remember of until this law of the Lord that was published by Strang. I understood that the constitution of the church made it unlawful for a man to have more than one wife. But when this law of the Lord was translated by Strang, it superseded the laws of the original church. That was the way we did it.